Kuf Yud Aleph, Amad Aleph on the second line, quoting the Mishnah. Nasan es hakesef la Yehoyarif, etc. Tanra Banan the Gemara brings a rise that goes for about two and a half lines. Um, that which is supposed to be brought first, I called A, and that which is supposed to be brought second, I called B. And the Mishmar that serves first is number one, and serves second is Yedaya. So Yehoyariv, who served uh, uh, on one week, uh, Yedaya served the second week. So Nasan, I put a B above Asham, Le Yehoyariv one. If you gave the Asham, which is the actual Korban, to Yehoyariv, ostensibly they're supposed to process it at some point, and A, the Kesef, which really should be given first, you gave to Yedaya, that I put number two, um, Yachser Kesef Eitzel Asham. Uh, apparently, Divir Rabbi Yehuda, we box Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda would say the money should go where the Asham is. Sound like the money has to be given from Yedaya to Yoyarev. But Chachamim, I remember my box to Chachamim, Yachser Asham Eitzel Kesef. The other way, the Karban has to be brought to the ones who have the Kesef, so I guess in our example, the Yehoyarevs would give the uh, animal to Yedaya's. That's the end of the Brisa. The Gemara asks, Hey, Chidami, Ilema, if you want to say, De Yohiv le Asham le Yehoyarv, which is what it sounds like, and it was, when did you give it to them? Well, when it was their week of service, but Mishmar to Yehoyarv. Kama. And Kesef, that you're supposed to really give first, you gave second, to Yedaya, the next week, but Mishmar to Yedaya, when Yedaya was doing their avoda, well, if you did it that way, Ze Zacha Bishaloi, Ze Zacha Bishaloi. Now, true that the Rabbanan might consen Yehoyariv because Yehoyariv was willing to accept the carbon before the money, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, why would we consen Yedaya? Amarava, Sarov explains, Hachlamayaskinan, here's what happened. To Yoiv Asham, B, La Yehoyariv, one, you gave the Animal to be offered as a korban to Yoyarv who was serving the first week, Bimishmarta Yoyarv during the week that they were serving, and Kesef, which is A, Le Yedaya to the other family. However, it wasn't their week yet, it was still the previous week. In other words, Bimishmarta Shel Yoyarv. I don't underline Bimishmarta Shel Yoyarv. That's the case. And now we'll see what Rabbi Yehuda holds and what the Rabbanan holds. Colon Rabbi Yehuda and the line Savar. Kevan de Lav Mishmaris de Yedayahi. It's wonderful, Yedaya is a family, but it's not their week. Their week is next week. This is the previous week. Le Yedaya Kansinan Le, then who's the family of Kohanim that we should consent? Yedaya. They took it, it wasn't their week. Hilkach, that's why we say the money they received, Yatserman, the Kesavates of the Asham. Whereas, Kama, the Rabbanan, look at it differently. I know the Rabbanan, Rabbanan Savri, Shaloi Kedin, who Ovid B'nei Yeho Yariv. The one who's, we'll say here, more to blame is the Yehoyarids. What did they do wrong? They know the rules. You're not supposed to accept the, certainly not supposed to offer, but not even supposed to really accept the carbon before the money's been repaid. And therefore, since they did that wrong, Hilkach, Lidid, who consin, and they're the family of Khan that we will consin, the Yachsar Asher made Selkesef, and they bring the animal to offer us a carbon to where the money is, namely to Yedaya. Period. Tanya, I put a diamond around this Tanya. Four lines later, in the middle line is another Tanya. I put a diamond around that. And five lines below that is another Tanya. I put a diamond around that. So three Bryce's. Each one is going to be Rebbe, giving us an insight into Shita's Rebbe Yehuda. So here's the first Bryce. It goes for 
little bit over three lines. Amar Rebbe, Kama. Ledivir Rabbi Yehuda, we botched Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we saw in the fifth line, in Kadmai b'nei Yehoyariv, if the Yehoyariv family, which serves in the first week, came first, v'hikrivu es ha'asham, now they got the animal, let's say they actually processed the animal, which really shouldn't have been done because the money wasn't paid yet, then yachsor v'yav yashem acheres, this uh, ganav, basically out of luck, he has to go and purchase another animal and bring another korban, asham, and it'll be offered by the next week, family of Kohanim, the Yedaya people, after they got the, the uh, Kesef. And uh, these ones merit that which they have. Okay, now what does it mean these ones? It means like the first family gets the Korban Hashem, but the Korban Hashem is an invalid Korban Hashem. So the Gemara asks, Amri, well, like, what are you going to do with a korban asham that's pasal? It's an asham pasal. You can't eat it. It has to be a replacement korban, so it's not the one he's getting his kapara from. Amarav, there is one thing that would be of benefit to your yarav. The leather skins of the animal, they would be able to benefit from. But other than that, um, you have to bring a replacement korban. Period. Tanya, we have another brisa. Put a diamond around this word, Tanya. This brisa goes for a line and a half. Again, it's Amarebi. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we bought Rabbi Yehuda, in kiem asham, yachzer asham eitzel kesef. Well, if the animal is still around, then the animal should be returned to where the money is, in other words, to Yedaya. Really? Look up what Rabbi Yehuda said on the fourth line on this page. Veha, asked the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, just to like refresh our memory, four words at right angles, yachzer kesef eitzel asham isla. Heals the other way. The guys who have the money have to give the money to the ones who have the korban. But why in the Bryce just tell us ones who have the animal, give it to the ones who have the money? Answers the Gemara, or clarifies the Gemara, Hachamam Askinan, Kegain de Nafak Mishmartoi de Yehoyarev. So it was done during Yehoyarev. The animal was given to Yehoyarev, the money was given to Yedaya. It was all during the Mishmar of Yehoyarev. However, the week that Yehoyarev serves came and went, and they didn't ask. They had made no request for loitavu, the hakamash malan, and the chiddush is if the family isn't toiveya, the other family daachuli achilu gabaihu. That basically that's tantamount to them being mochel to giving up what they otherwise would have had the rights to collect. Tani idach. We have a third brisa. This brisa goes for a line and a half. Once again, Amar Rebbe, Ladiv Rebbe Yehuda, we bash Rebbe Yehuda im kiyem the asham. Well, if the animal is still there, in other words, it hasn't been processed as a korban, yachsar kesef eitzel asham. Well, then you bring the family that has the money, brings it to the one that has the asham. That's what he says. Okay, pshita, like what's that adding? That's exactly what was said on the fourth line. Why do we need another brisa for that? Well, here's the, what happened. What's the case in this brisa? That we just quoted, it seems like saying the same thing that was said on the fourth and fifth line. Well, So we know that Yoyarv serves week one, and Yedaya serves week two. You know what happened? Week one came and went, and week two came and went. And then there's another family, the third family, fourth family, Veloitavu, neither side requested from the other. The one that had the animal didn't request the money, the one that had the money didn't request the animal. What would you think would happen? Mao to him, you might have thought to say, Achuli Gabi Hadadi, each one was Michael to the other one. 
Kamash Malan. Oh no, Damrinan. We say like this. During the week of Yehoyorev, they didn't ask the Yedayas for the money. And also during the week of Yedaya, they didn't ask the Yehoyorevs for the animal. He might have thought to say, Kevan Delay Tavu, since Yedaya didn't ask for the animal, Lihadru Beresha. You should go back to the way it was originally. That is the Chiddush when we say if the Ashram is still around, the Kesef goes to the Ashram. In other words, if both families didn't make a request from the other family and neither actually did anything, either with the Corbin or the money, then it's like a whole reset. And as it was originally, the, um, the Korban family is the one that gets the money and the money that was given to the Yedaya family has to be given to the Oyara family. Says the Mishnah, Shemivi Gazele Ad Shalai Hevi Ashamai, it'd be Yotza. You're really supposed to do them at the same time, but if you bring the Gazele first and then at later time the Asham, it works. Menani Mili, what's the makar for that? Amarava to Amar Kra. The Pasuk says, by a uh, regular uh, head yot situation, is Bamidbar Perakei Pasukhes, Ha'asham Hamushav Lahashem Lekayen Milvad El Akipur Mashiachapir, but. Now, it's a little bit trickier because the asham sometimes means the korban asham. Here, I wrote in above the word ha'asham, the kesef. The, we're talking about the money over here. The money, which is returned, la'asham l'kayin, besides the yalakipur mashiach ha'per bay. Now, what's the implication of that pasuk? Michlal, just as far as the order of the things that are listed, the kesef erasha. The first thing that is supposed to get paid is the money. So if that was done and the korban asham was brought later, but afterwards it would be valid. Amar humi rabban on the Rava. So one of the rabbis said to Rava, well, if that's the way you learn the phrase, apparently, of milvad el akipurim, el when it comes to, like a typical korban musaf, the Pasuk says, milvad, using that same word, oilas habayker. Now, are you going to translate it the same way, hachinami, mechlal de musaf and beresha, that when you have the tamid shal shachar, let's say on a Saturday morning, that has to be offered, and a musaf that has to be offered, is what we're being told is that the musaf comes first, vitanya, but we have a brysa, that's not the order, ever. Uh, the brysa goes for about three quarters of a line. Minayin, how do you know? The first Korban that's offered every morning in the base of Mikdash without exception is the daily offering, the Talmud. How do you know that you don't have anything before it? Talmud Laimar, because the Pasuk says, the Arach Aleha, and you should arrange on it, on the Mizbeach, with the freshly arranged wood in the morning. Ha Oilai, double underline the hay. Now, what's the significance of the Ola? Which Ola is that? Vamarava. Ha Ola equals the Ola Rishona, the first one, the first one in the morning. In other words, the Talmud Shel Shachar. That's always the first thing that's offered. Amrlay says back that no, I wasn't focusing on that part of the puzzle, the Milvad El Kippur. I was rather focusing on Anna, me, from this phrase, which is the next phrase, three words in quotation marks. Asher Yichapir boy, Nafgalei, that he got Kapora. Now, it doesn't say Asher Kippur boy, that he already got Kapora, rather, Asher Yichapir, that he will, like in the future tense, that dying like Kippur. And the money's been paid, but he hasn't yet got the Kapora. What do you see if the money comes first and the carbon is offered afterwards? It works. Nelson Lysa Karen, the Mishnah had ended off and said if the fellow paid the uh, principal but did not give the Chomesh, he should give the Chomesh, but the Chomesh is not Ma'ake, if it doesn't hold back the effectiveness of the, uh, the basic uh, situation. Tan Rabbanan, we have a Bryce that goes till the end of the parak. So I guess that makes it about 
five and a half lines or so. Minayin, where do we know? <coughs> I wrote above this Karen. Again, we're going to have terms here that we've used for different things. Me'ila, not in the context of where somebody stole something from a, a ger and then he died without any heirs, but rather me'ila is when you have holy temple property and, and somebody misuses it. So how do you know if he brought the Karen, in other words, the principal value of whatever the me'ila is that he uh, improperly, illegally got benefit from. How do you know if he brought that velohevi ashamoy? I wrote about that carbon. He didn't bring the carbon asham that comes along with that. Or ashamoy velohevi me'ila. So he brought the carbon and not the return of the value of that which he misappropriated. How do you know if, in other words, he has only one of the two, shaloyatsa, that he hasn't fulfilled his obligation? Well, Tamil Laimar, the Pasuk says, Be'el ha'asham v'nislach lo'i. And now those are two things. Ayel is the ram. Asham, I wrote about that, is the karen. That's the principle that has to be uh, repaid. And then he gets atonement. So he needs to do both of those. I mean, Ayashim hevi ashamai. I wrote about that korban. If he brought his korban asham, ad shalai hevi mi'ilasai, before, in other words, the korban was processed before the money was returned for the value of the item he was mayel, shaloyotz, that he hasn't fulfilled his obligation. Tamalaymar, to that the Pasuk says, Be'el ha'asham, which Rashi explains implies that's the ram that's being brought as a chiyuv for an asham, and the asham means the karen. Sounds like the karen has to have already been taken care of. Ha'asham bikfar. That's the usher, meaning the Karen that already had been done, comma. Yachal, I might think, Kashem, Sheayel, the Asham, Akvin, that those two, the Karban and the value of the item that was misappropriated, Kachay, Mishmake, maybe the additional fifth that also has to be brought, that that would hold back the effectiveness of the whole process. Tamalaymar, no, the Pasuk says, Be'el Ha'asham, Vinislach Loi, which sounds like Ayil, that is the animal, Vasham, that's the Karen, those are ma'akvin behektish when it comes to something misappropriation, mi'ila of holy temple property. Ve'ain, but in that list I did not see the chomesh, is not ma'akev, and you're supposed to do the chomesh, but it's not ma'akev. Connector ve'yilmoid hektesh mi'hedyot ve'hedyot mi'hektesh. Now we can compare and learn hektesh out above that mi'ila from hedyot, which is like a regular person who steals something from a convert and the convert dies. Ve'hedyot mi'hektesh, colon. Hektish mi hedyot, which I underline, we can learn hektish from hedyot. What's that? Ma, this word I put in quotation marks, when it uses the term asham over there, dahasam, it's talking about the karen, like the, the value of the item in question. Af asham dahacha, even though asham often means the korba, no, here also the asham term means the karen, it's the principal value. Kama, the hedyot mi hektish, I underline those two words, we can learn hedyot from hektish. What's that? And here's what we're looking for. Ma hektesh, ein chaymesh ma'akev, just like in the realm of when somebody misused holy temple property and he's paying back, he should pay back also a fifth. But just like if he doesn't, he gives back the money and he brings his korban, it's not ma'akev him from the, uh, I guess, the atonement for his uh, sin. Af hedyot, so too. When we're not in the realm of mi'ila, but just somebody who stole from a convert, the convert died. Nami, ein so to over there, the additional fifth will not hold back the effectiveness of the process. Period. And we now begin the tenth and final parak of Mesechus Bavakamba. Hagaizel, if somebody stole something, and fed it to his children, or uh, or like left it uh, for them, and I guess he sensibly passed away, but maybe not, he just gave it to them. 
they, the uh, children, are petur and milashalim. They do not have to pay. We'll see why in the uh, Gemara. Obviously, if somebody steals something in himself, eats it, so he has to return it. If it's something that there was like achrayas uh, related to it, that often means maybe like land or some item, then chayav and l'shalim, there is a responsibility to pay. Okay, it's pretty vague, the Mishnah. Rashi says, uh, you know, a few times that we're going to see in the Gemara what we're talking about. So, here's the Gemara. Amr of Chista, Hanlein of Chista, Says Rav Chista, Gazel, if you have a person who stole, let's say, Al, stole from Bob. I double underline the Velo, and Bob was not Miyayesh from getting it back. And then someone else comes along, let's say, Carl, and eats it. Well, the next word is uh, put in parentheses. So the one whose item it was can collect from either the person who stole it from him or the person who ate it. My time, what's the reason? Well, pretty simple. As long as the original rightful owner has not given up hope of getting it back, it's still considered his. So if it's his thing, he can go get compensation from the guy who stole it from him, or he can go get compensation from the guy who ate it. Okay, that's Rav Chista. Tznan, we now view Rav Chista in light of our Mishnah. So we quote our Mishnah, just over a line I put right angles in. Our Mishnah had said that if you have a person who's gozel umachil banav and feeds it to his uh, children, or he niach lifneam, leaves it to them, I guess he passed away, and it's there's peturin milashalim. They do not have to pay. Now, according to Rav Chista, if it's like the kids who ate it, they should have to pay. Or if it was given to them, they should have to pay. To you, to Rav Chista? Question mark, should we say that our Mishnah refutes what Rav Chista had said? No. Rav Chista was well aware of our Mishnah, and he would explain to you as follows, Amar Lach Rav Chista, I don't his name, Kitanya Hahi, I wonder if the Gizra should be Kitznan Hahi, but when our Mishnah gave its case, and that there's no payback requirement, that was in a different scenario, that was Lachar Yeyush, that's after the Yeyush of the original rightful owner. Whereas Rav Chista was talking about a case where it was not Yeyush of the original owner, the original owner had never given a hope of getting it back, that's a different case. Okay, says our Mishnah, a uh, quote from the Mishnah, Im hinni Amar Rabbi Barcham, I boxed Rami Barcham, and I put a big number one in the margin. This is going to be the first lashon of Rami Barcham's statement, and it's going to be coming off of our Mishnah. On Kufyud Beza Madalif, on the second line, I put a big number two in the margin, and at the end of the fourth line, beginning of the fifth line, there's Rami Barcham, I put a box around him. Uh, that's going to be version number two. So let's start with version number one. Amarami Barchama, coming off of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had said that if the father um, um, left it to them, left it for them, then they don't have to pay it back. That's the children, even though the item was originally, I you know, some other guys. Says from Zayis you see from here, Rishus Yorish, Kirishus Lekeach Dami, that the hold, the Shaykhis, uh, the domain of one who inherits is like one who purchases. And therefore, it's basically like in a different Rishos. Now, we've just explained that the Mishnah is talking about after Yeyush. So you have Yeyush, and you also have a Shinu Rishos, and that's what acquires it for the um, Yisayim. Okay. Rava Amar, I circled Rava, called him number one. About five lines later, there's Rava again, I circled him, called that number two. And about five lines later, first one line is Kavoid, and the middle line is Rava, I circled him number three. So, Rava says as follows. Rava Amar, the Rishus Yerish, the 
um, shaykhs that a person has who's inheriting something, love kirishus like kayaftami is not compared in all ways to the hold that somebody who purchases something has. What then is the case over here? Why don't they have to pay back if it's not as strong as somebody who purchased it? Well, it's where, let's say, the people who had this thing that was uh, stolen, they ate it already. That they don't have to uh, pay back. Well, really, is there where they ate them? That's the case in the Reisha. From the fact that the later part of the Mishnah says, here's a quote, one line of the last line of the Mishnah, that if it's something that has achrayis, um, often like a land asset, then it does have to pay. And that would be like something that like everyone knows that, you know, that's, that, that's Dave's jacket or that's Dave's land that he has to pay, well, michlal de, and the word resh, I believe Rashi takes out, so we'll put it in brackets or parentheses, michlal de begzela kayemis askina, and it must be that we're talking about where the gzela is still around, it's not where they ate it already. Amalach Rava, so I circled Rava, Rava's response to that would be, and this is the Rava number two, hachi ka'amar, this is the way to understand the Mishnah. It's almost like a slight, Revised version of the Mishnah. Here I put the right angles in. Im lahem avihem nechosim. If the father left other assets which would already have been leaned to the fact that he stole something and might have had to pay it back, then chayavin l'shalim. Which Rashi says, across from here about four or five lines up in the Rashi, hachikamar im when the father died, he also had some other land assets, then even if the uh, thing that was stolen had been consumed, Chayovin, the Yesayimim, uh, uh, those who inherit, would have to because when the father was still alive, his land assets became lean to the fact that he had to pay back this debt. Veha, asked the Gemara now, I half box Rebbe. We see that's apparently not the way that Rebbe taught the mission to a son of Shimon. Now, if there's anyone who you're going to give validity to how he teaches Mishnayis, it would be the general editor of Shas Mishnayis. So the Gemara asks, Vahamasni le Rebbe, but Rebbe, when he was teaching his son, Reb Shimon Mishnayis, he taught the Reb Shimon Bray to Shimon his son as an explanation of the Mishnah the following. When the Mishnah says we're not talking about like actual like land assets, even if it's just a par of a chayreshba, it's a cow that he stole and the, currently using to plow, or a chamor of a chamrachrav, or a donkey, and whatever the donkey drivers do, and like everyone knows that that's something that had been stolen from somebody, he would be. Chayev, it sounds very much like Chayev that the gazelle is still around. They didn't use the gazelle. Since Rebbe's explaining the case of where, like, you could see the cow or you could see the donkey, it's not been consumed. El Amarava. So we had circled Rava. He's a third approach. <clears throat> Rava says like this that that is true the way that Rebbe taught his son. However, there was a alternative version which was um, presented by Ravashia. And Rava says, Kishachivna, when I die. Rav Oisha, who we'll see shortly, Nathik Levasi, uh, you know, one of the first who's going to come to, I don't know, escort me in the Oilam uh, Ames is Rav Oisha. Why? Because I'm able to uh, straighten out or like answer or explain the Mishnah 
going according to what he said. What did he say? It's a Tanya Ravosha. We half-boxed Ravosha. This would be in contradistinction to our half-boxed Rebbe. Ravosha has a different approach. And here's a, Bryce, it's actually quite uh, clear what Ravosha's approach is. It goes for three and a half lines. Says this uh, today's source of Ravosha, Hagaizu Machlas Banov. So you have similar, exact same case of our Mishnah. Somebody who steals and gives it to his kids to eat. Petur and Milashalim doesn't have to pay. The kids don't have to pay. If he left it for them, then it depends. Colon. If the gazela thing that was stolen is still kayemes, then chayav, and they do have to pay back. If it's not around anymore, like for instance, they consumed it, they would be peturin. That's, that's pretty clear with the achrayas there. Is If the father, when he passed away, left other land assets that would have been leaned to the fact that he stole something and has to pay it back, then chayav and l'shalem. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Amar Mar, I vectored this Amar Mar, and three lines later in the middle of the line is another Amar Mar, I vectored that, and we're going to go back to two things we just said in the Brisa and clarify it. Amar Mar, uh, four words in right angles, Ein HaGzela Kayemes Peturin, that if the Gzela's not around anymore, the kids are potter from having to pay back the gods on anything. Well, should we say this refutes the Rav Chista that we had on the fourth, fifth line of this page? Because Rav Chista had said um, that no, the one who had stolen from him can collect from either the one who stole it or the one who consumed it, and here the kids are the consumers. So should we say this refutes Rav Chista? No, like we saw up above, Amalek Rav Chista, Kitanya he, Rav Chista will tell you that that uh, snake source was taught La'achar Yeyush, after Yeyush, but Rav Chista was saying it was a scenario of where there wasn't Yeyush, that the one who had stolen from him can collect from either the one who stole it or the one who got benefit from it. We have another uh, quote from the uh, price we just had. Four words. If the gzela is still around, well, it has to be paid back. Oh, should we say, that would be a refutation of Rami Bar Chama. And Rami Bar Chama was the one who said that the Rishus of the Yerush like a Rishus of Keach, and he wouldn't have to pay it back. No, Rami Bar Chama would tell you that that Tanaic source is Lifna Yeyush. You're talking about before Yeyush, where true, you might have had a Shinui Rishus, but a Shinui Rishus without Yeyush of the rightful owner is not Koina, period. That was all Lushan number one of Rami Barhama's statement. Lushan number two is presented to us by Ravada Barava, Masni Lahad Rami Barhama, aha. So now we're going to have a different Tanaic source, goes for just over two lines, and then we'll see Rami Barhama's comment on it. In this Tanaic source, Dad lent out money at different times. Um, and collected it with the interest, which you're not supposed to collect interest from other fellow Jews. So, you have a father, and he died, and he left uh, certain uh, cash assets that were uh, that was interest that he had collected illegally. Even though the uh, the orphans, his kids who inherit him, know that it's ribis, they do not have a chiv to return it to the ones who had paid it. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Coming off of that ribis issue, Amarami Barchama, we had Baksrabi Barchama, Zoysimeris. From here you see Rishus Yaris, Kirishus Kehtami, that it must be that one who inherits is like one who purchases. In other words, not having to return it. Well, by the way, if the father was still alive, he would certainly have to return it. Rava, who we underline Amar, same way Rava came to um disagree with Rami Barchama in the first Lashon, here he is again. Rava says, La Ilam Malach. Really, I can tell you that Rishus Yerush is not the same as the Rishus Lekeach Dami. Well, then what's going on over here? Vishayni Hach, when it comes to a case of ribis payments, 
And we're talking about the next generation because the father who had collected the ribbis is now dead. What does the Pasuk say? Damar Kra, the Pasuk says very clearly, it's Vayikra Chafei Pasuk Lamed Vav. Al Tikach Mi'itoi Neshech Vitarbis. You shall not take from him for the one you lent money to, uh, interest and interest. Now, the Pasuk continues and says, Virei Samelikecha, and you should fear your God. And your brother should be able to live peacefully and in harmony with you. Okay, so let's see that puzzle again. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to give it back if you did collect it. Why? So that you'd be able to uh, dwell pleasantly together with him. Comma connector. Now, that's only something that the father has a issue. Like Mr. Father, who collected the ribbons, you should give it back so you can have a peaceful, uh, uh, co-harmonious uh, dwelling situation. However, Lebray to his son, the son of the guy who collected the interest, the Torah is not saying at all that they have any responsibility to pay that back. And just to conclude the shear for today, we had Rami Barachama taught either coming off of our Mishnah or coming off of this Bryce that was talking about ribis. So Man Masni, the approach that learns law, the comment of Rami Barachama coming off of the Brisa, um, Kol Shekena Masnisen. For sure, it would be in the uh, Mishnah's case that it would apply. However, Man Masni La Masnisen, the one who said the comment of Rami Barachama was off of our Mishnah, of Allah Brisa, no, could very well be Rami Barchama, Kirava Masni La. Let's see in the Rashi. Rashi in the second line says, Manda Masni La. Laha, that teaching of Rami Barchama coming off the Bryce. In other words, the number two version, Kol Shekane says Rashi, that it would apply in the Mishnah. Deleka Taima Achrina, Le Miftere. There's no other reason to say Shri Pater. Ella, hi, Kol Kama Deloi Mechasra Slele Masnisen, Mashmade. It sounds like the Gzela is still around. If you're not going to know, Ravel is the one who doctored up the Mishnah, but Rami Barham was running the Mishnah as it was stated. Continues the Rashi, and the Man Demasni La, the one who taught it going off the Mishnah, in other words, Lush number one. However, in the Brisa, maybe Rami Barham would agree with Rava. Mishum says Rashi, Taima Dekra, Masni La Kirava. Adkan.